before we start this episode, just a really quick mention from the people who pay our bills, HubSpot. So here's the question. Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Sometimes, actually. Yeah, I'm thinking something like Lucky Charms, Candy Floss, some kind of soup. Something horny. Well, actually, we don't know. But what we do know is that 20% of unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. Yes, HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales software and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save big on your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. But he was actually big in the uh, the US basketball, or I say the NBA. I suppose you have to be big to be in basketball, don't you? Hello and welcome to the Truth, Lies and Workplace Culture podcast, brought to you by Oblong, a consultancy dedicated to building workplace cultures in which your employees care as much about your business as you do. I'm Leanne. And I'm Al. Welcome back. Hello. Hello again. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. Oh, by the way, if, you, if you've listened from episode one, drop us an email, podcast at oblonghq.com. Let us know. If you're the first one, you'll win a prize. You'll get a badge. <laughs> we'll have to get some badges <laughs> made, I think. Anyway, so what are we talking about today, Leah? Well, today is a little bit of a bonus episode, really. It's one that um, we hadn't planned for and we have others planned for that will be coming to you very, very soon. Um, but we were thinking, you know, August is here. We're getting a lot of out of offices, a lot of people that are on their jolly bobs, which is brilliant. We all need to rest and recharge. And I'm all for that. If you are a leader, a business owner, take that holiday, my friend. Switch your phone off. Do not check your emails relax, recharge. It's so, so important for your resilience, for your mental health, for your ability to run a business. You need to take that time. But if you really, really can't switch off, then we have got for you seven of our recommended uh, business books, stroke psychology books uh, that we will be either have read this summer or will be adding to our reading list. Brilliant. So what what you'll find is that the format of this podcast is a little different in that Leanne's the expert, I'm not. So what Leanne is a business psychologist, uh, 15 years, loads of loads of things after a name that I don't know what they mean. Um, I've got no experience like that. However, what I have got is experience of building businesses and um, running businesses. So you'll find that very much the format is that Leanne will say something which might be quite scientific. And then I'll be saying, but what does that actually mean for someone who runs a business? Although that's probably not going to be the format for today because we're only really talking, well, it depends what kind of books you've chosen. My books are, are more of a psychology leaning, I'm not mm. going to lie, but they are not heavy, they're not academic or anything like that. Um, but yeah, maybe if I throw out some terms and then please pull me up, Al. Absolutely. Okay. So, and by the way, just mine are probably the opposite. They're written with sort of reading age of seven, which is good for me because it takes me a little while to get through books. Um, so tell us, Leanne, what is your first choice for leaders on holiday who can't switch off and want to read something a little bit light um, to make them a better leader? Is that's probably not going to be the title of our podcast, is it? <laughs> it's not catchy. It's, it's not, not snappy that catchy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome a reading list uh, my first one is actually a really good one if you are feeling 
on the edge of burnout, you really should be switching off, my friend. But if you absolutely can't, this is probably a good book to start with. So this is <clears throat> The Leader's Guide to Resilience by Dr. Dr. Audrey Tang, released in 2022. And it is really just such an easy reading book. It's not like a chapter by chapter book. It's It's full of like like tips, strategies, all rooted in psychological theory, of course, but really to help you as a leader and your organization just withstand the pressures that this crazy world is throwing at us at the minute and continue to grow and thrive. Um, it is brilliant. And if you don't know of Dr. Audrey, I highly recommend you look her up on LinkedIn, on TikTok and Instagram. She has some brilliant channels um, that are just really like, just bite-sized bits of wisdom that you can help to build your resilience, to practice mindfulness. Um, she is fantastic. And if you don't believe me, then believe the uh, industry because she's also won the 2021 Firebird Book Winner Prize. And she's also shortlisted for Business Book of the Year 2022. Nice. Well done, Dr. Tang. She's also lovely. She's actually been on our on our other podcast um <laughs> if you're interested if you search the side of his life uh, dr audrey tang you'll find her episode and she is just fabulous she is she is she's brilliant and got her and and as a, as a fellow nerd for cameras and and audio she's got a great setup and definitely yeah, fanboyed over what she was uh, over her setup <laughs> okay so my second well my first choice book number two is a classic which I'll be honest, you probably have, you've almost certainly heard of, you've probably read, and it's called Good to Great by Jim Collins, and it's why some companies make the leap and others don't. Now, this is probably going back, I don't know, maybe 15 years old, this 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 book. But the reasons why, well, let me tell you why I first read it. I was reading it when I was building um, a company back in 2008. Um, and I just didn't know, and didn't know what culture was. I didn't know how culture or company culture was going to have any kind of impact on profits, on that kind of thing. And so we're only a small company at the time, and I thought it, I sat down to read this, and I think I read it almost like in one sitting. It's just little short stories about companies that do things a little bit differently, and the lessons behind it. Um, he has written another one called Built to Last. It might be, this might be the second one. I can't remember whether it's the first or the second, but it's really, really easy to read. It's full of stories, which is what I love. Um, and all right, all right, they're going to be a bit dated at this point, but there's still some great lessons to be learned from them. So that's mine, which is Jim Collins, Good to Great. Lovely. See, what I love about this, Al, is you were already thinking about the relationship between leadership, organisational and performance when you mm. were a mere 20 what? Well, in 2007, I would have been just turned 30. Just turned 30. Fresh-faced. So, Fresh-faced and, and yeah, great, great lessons that I'm sure are still very much applicable today. So number three, my second choice um, is possibly, it's by... Possibly one of my favorite people in the world, let alone favorite psychologists in the world. And this is a guy called John Amici, and the book is called The Promises of Giants, released in 2021. John Amici, you may have heard of him. He is British, but he was actually big in the uh, the US basketball, or I say the NBA. I suppose you have to be big to be in basketball, don't you? Oh, yes, you do. And he is indeed very tall. Um, and that is kind of the analogy that he uses when talking about leadership is that as a leader, you are a giant. And even a movement that seems quite 
quite small if it's not considered if it's not thought through um if it's accidental um it can have huge impacts um and can be very destructive but he writes about it in a way that is very engaging he shares a lot of his own life and experiences well right through from when he was a child through his sports career now into his psychology career um it's just brilliant and there's so many things that i've already taken from it but i think one of the ones that really stuck with me is that you can't the most valuable piece of information someone can give you is helping you understand as a leader where you are right now because if you don't know where you are, how do you know how to get to where you're going? And I think it's such a valuable lesson. It's such a simple thing, but we're, we're so busy as, as, as leaders, as business owners, that we often don't look up and just check where we are. Um, so some really great lessons in there as well. Um, and again, if you don't believe me, this was called by Adam Grant, another amazing um, occupational psychologist. Um, he said, this is one of the most powerful books ever written about leadership. Um, and I, I totally agree with him. If you're, and with that, if you're not in the mood to read on your holiday, I'd highly recommend checking out the Adam Grant TED podcast, Work Life, uh, where he talks about lots of different organisational phenomena um, and, and your role as a leader within it. So that's my number two, The Promises of Giants by John Amici. Brilliant. And we will put these in the show notes so you don't have to write them down. If you've uh, if you've gone to the beach without, well, and if you've gone to the beach already, then one of these is going to be difficult for you to get. But uh, the rest of them should be available on Kindle, I would have thought. Yes. Definitely. And if you are on the beach listening to us, then, well, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, it's a good thing because you're listening to us. Sure. Why not? Order a margarita treat yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so my my well, book number three for me is win several awards, um, unofficial awards. Uh, first of all, the award for the most difficult to get hold of book because it's not on Kindle. It's a it's on hardback, which currently on Amazon is one pound ninety five. What a bargain! Um, and it's also on paperback. Uh, second award it wins is the most eighties cover. It is fantastic. I'm just going to show Leanne the cover now. Oh, beautiful! Wow. It's fabulous. It's a man in a in a waistcoat with a tie crouching down. It's just everything you want from an, from an 80s cover uh, because it was written in the 80s. Um, and um, and the third award it, it wins is that it is kind of not the kind of book that I would normally pick up, but I got recommended it. Essentially, it's by a guy called Ricardo Semler, who's Brazilian. His family's Brazilian, and they had a company called Semler in Brazil. Back in the 80s, he took over from his father, and he immediately made quite some substantial changes. He fired almost all of the managers, like the C-suite. Um, he got rid of the, uh, the receptionists, the secretaries. There was no de- dress code. Um, the, 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 the employees could actually set their own salary. And this is back in 1980, so that's when he took over it. He even said that you can work anywhere you want. I mean, we're talking 40 years ago, <laughs> and this is remote working. And his company, Semler, um, I think it went about 600% um, in period of like five or six years when back in the time when there was a recession and it was tough and Brazilian economy was even tougher. Um, really, really good book. A little more difficult to read, not quite as simple as some of the others. Um, but oh my god what what a man what a legend I, I don't even know whether he's still alive actually I might have to find out quite the pioneer yeah to be talking about that kind of people and culture that level of sophistication of people and culture practices in um in 1980 that's that's pretty cool I need to add that to my summer reading list well the good news is that I have it 
Ooh. I ordered it and it came. And it, it and the and the and the book looks just as 80s in real life as it does on Amazon. Excellent. So I'll lend you that. <laughs> Quick announcement for all listeners. Yeah, I've got a I've got a new toy on my on my little deck thing so I can make my voice change. Anyway, sorry. I Leanne. love it. Do it again. Hello, Leanne. Whoa! Do another one. Hello. <laughs> But we didn't interrupt your podcast listening for uh, for this. We actually interrupted it to tell you about one of our new favourite podcasts. It's called Success Story. It is hosted by Scott D. Clary. And it is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Success Story features question and answer sessions and conversations on sales, marketing, business, startups and entrepreneurship. Oh, and if you like this podcast, then I think you'll love Scott's episode in back in December where the infamous Seth Godin talks about empowering employees. So go listen to Success Stories wherever you get your podcasts. So the next book on our list, my choice, and bear with me on this one, okay? Because I know I'm going to say the title and you're going to switch off, but bear with me. So it is called Neuroscience for Organisational Change by Hilary Scarlett, published in 2019. Now I know, you hear neuroscience and you think, no, that's just another level of psychologizing I do not need in my life right now, Leanne. I understand. But the funny thing about it is that because it's talking about neuroscience, our need as humans, our evolutionary need for connection at work, how best to manage our emotions, how we make decisions, how we communicate, it actually breaks it down in a way that if you do think all this stuff is, dare I say, fluffy oh you hate that word triggered um then it's really going to show you that it's not it is you know these types of things are rooted in our evolution as humans and again it's not heavy it's not academic it's broken down to really nice little chapters it does cover some of the actual neuroscience if you are interested but it also then shows you how to actually apply that Um, and the way it's structured is really really good People that I have met, clients I've worked with who love this book are usually from some kind of technical field, finance, technology perhaps. If that is your background and you are a facts, evidence person, um, then you are going to love this. It's going to explain people and culture in a way that, that will be much easier for you to, to digest. So yeah, that's my next choice. Neuroscience for Organisational Change by Hilary Scarlett. Fabulous. So is that our number fourth book? Oh, I've lost count. One, two, three, four, five. I think that was number five. Number five. So number six is, there's a bit of a cheat, this one. I'm sorry, I've not actually read this. However, and I know that's going against the rules. However, I've seen lots and lots of people talking about it. um, And I've done a little sort of synopsis on Amazon. um, And it does look really good. And it's called Always Time for Coffee by Kate Minchin. Um, now, the whole it, the subtitle is A Down-to-Earth Guide for Frontline Managers, Team Leaders and Supervisors. Uh, Kate started off in fringe theatre um, and then she moved into ops management. Then she worked for a museum. And her passion is to help um, teams perform better. But I'm guessing that, that, that the book is going to be about how you actually do it on an interpersonal. Rather than going, right, we're going to set out all these different ways in which a team is now going to do things she just sits down with people and goes, yeah, of course I've got time for a coffee. What's going on? And this is very much, if you listen to Leanne um, and any of the formats that she talks, she always talks about this idea that um, that being a good manager is not about shouting at people using a stick or even like a carrot. It's about just going, hey, how are you? 
what's going on? You didn't look quite as happy this morning as you did last week. Is there anything up? And I think this is going to be a really, really good book. Uh, she seems like a really cool person. She's uh, She moved with her wife to uh, New York. She's originally um, English or British. Um, and apparently they ride motorbikes all over the world and drink far too much coffee. And there we go. Sounds sounds fabulous. Any um, Any relation to Tim? Oh, great question. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But it'd be funny if she was like a distant relation or something. She's, she was in the theatre, so maybe. Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. And and you know what? I will tweet her later and I'll ask her if she's any relation to Tim and, and also mention <laughs> that we've mentioned her on this podcast and so she should tell the world while she's on a bike about our podcast. Maybe. And I'm sure she's never been asked that question before. I'm sure it'll go down fine. <laughs> so, on to the final number seven book. What have you got? So, my final choice. I, too, am a rebel. I also have not read this book, mm. although I have recently purchased it, and it's on it's on my next-to-read list. Um, so, yeah, I, it's been recommended to me by an amazing executive coach um, who yeah, is just brilliant. Um, and it's. I think when I tell you the subject, Al, you'll probably get why... I want to read this and why I'm fairly confident it's going to be a good read. Um, so it's called Time to Think, Listening to Ignite the Human Mind by Ooh. Nancy Klein, published back in 2002, but I think the lessons will still be very, very valid. So the idea is that the power of effective listening um, is just as you, you know, is a recognized tool like you were just saying, a good manager is able to listen. Um, so Nancy Klein describes how we can achieve this is a step-by-step guide uh, that can be used in lots of different situations. So again, this sounds very uh, practical, uh, very hands-on and very action-driven, which we like. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my final choice. And I think, yeah, listening is absolutely key. And if you know Al and I, uh, you'll know that listening has been central to everything we've done together since 2007. Hmm. So can we can we tell them what sure, we used to do? Sure, sure. That was your little cue. I, was I see. Up for you. <laughs> Talking of listening and communication, I, really, I think I might have missed that little cue. Yes, yeah, so we we both met at Samaritans. No, I, I wasn't a caller. Um, we both were volunteering at Samaritans, and we ended up doing all kinds of things. Samaritans training team. Leanne was on the selection team. Uh, we ended up being on the board. Um, I I ran the branch, and then also worked in the in the prison. Strange ways. More, it's called Manchester Prison now, and we got such a breadth of experience of listening and learning how to listen that it was just one of the most amazing experiences. So, if you are looking for somewhere to volunteer and you're in the UK, definitely think about Samaritans because it's not you, you, you're not even giving back because you probably take out a bit more than you actually will give. Definitely, we yeah, we've we've said many times to each other, to our clients, to people we know, we've the lessons we learn in that five year at Samaritans continue to be applicable to our, our life and career today so thank you samaritans and to remind you again that is time to think uh, by nancy klein talking of reminding shall we just go back over them one more time yes do you have your number one to hand? So my number one was The Leader's Guide to Resilience by Dr. Audrey Tang. Um, everything you need to know about building your resilience in this crazy world. My number two was Good to Great, Why Some Companies Make the Leap and Others Don't by Jim Collins. Such a great book, an inspiration on how you can change, small changes can make a big difference in a business. 
And number three was The Promises of Giants by John Amici. Um, it is a Sunday Times bestseller. You can get it on Kindle or in hardback. Um, and it is just brilliant in terms of helping you understand your responsibilities, accountabilities as a leader, written from a very empathic viewpoint. Um, it is it, it can't be beaten. It is the possibly the best book on leadership I've ever read. That was number three, was it? That was number three. So number four for me was a book called Maverick by Ricardo Sembler, how basically he sacked all of his managers, told everyone they can work wherever they want for whatever salary they want, and then built and grew his business or his father's business that he took over 6,000% during a session recession in Brazil. Maverick by Ricardo Sembler. Number five was Neuroscience for Organisational Change by Hilary Scarlett. If you think this stuff, this people and culture stuff is fluff, I challenge you to read this and come back to me. Brilliant. And number six was Always Time for Coffee, a down-to-earth guide for frontline managers, team leaders and supervisors by the nomadic Kate Minchin. And number seven, my final pick, Time to Think, Listening to Ignite the Human Mind by Nancy Klein. All about the power of effective listening as a leader and a manager. Read it. We'll read it together. We'll, we'll check back in, in in a couple of weeks. Brilliant. I've got a tiny little bonus one, which is which is not being scripted. Oh. I know, which is a book by the founders of, or the, sorry, the, yeah, the founders of Basecamp, which used formerly 37 Signals, and I've forgotten his name, David Heinemann Henson, and you will be shouting at the other guy, uh, Jason something, um, and it's called Remote, and it was written about 12 years ago. It's a tiny little book. It'll take you two hours and maybe three beers to read through it, and it is just the story of how they, 12 years ago, turned their, their workforce into remote workforce and how they still are today. But we didn't. Uh, we didn't talk about that. So maybe you might make this. Maybe edit this bit out. No, it's a little bonus. I've read that. And it is actually a really short, easy, and interesting read. So yeah, a good one if you're you don't want to engage anything too heavy while you're on your holidays. Right. So shall we let these guys get on with, as you say, their uh, margaritas, their pina coladas? Yeah. And if you are on holiday and listening to this, then uh, yeah, drop us an email if you fancy it. Send us some pictures of where you are. Podcast at oblonghq.com. dot com. And finally, if you're interested in when you get back to work, if you're interested in the culture roadmap, which is something that Leanne has put together, which is amazing, and it basically will solve any problem you've got in your business that's surrounded by people, then go to oblonghq.com forward slash roadmap, and it will blow you away, guaranteed. All your money back. It's free. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That marketing charm coming out. (laughs) Cool. Well, as Al said, we will put all of the links um, to where you can buy buy the books in the show notes. And I'm sure you'll see it on our socials and LinkedIn as well. Um, But yeah, let us know how you get on with them. Let us know what your favourite is out of the seven. Um, And whoever gets the most votes for our books between Al and myself will also win a prize yet to be confirmed. Fabulous. (laughs) Looking forward to that. Okay, so we'll see you for episode eight next. And if you've got any ideas for guests, let us know. Podcast at oblonghq.com. Bye for now. Bye.